Hey y'all, Trevor here with Riley Leaf, and today we're going to be diving into our second episode for this Protocol Grow series here on YouTube. I'm really looking forward to covering some more in-depth information on our growing mediums and nutrients that we'll be using for the combination of our home blend, as well as the few nutrients and um, feedings that we'll be giving to the living soil based medium. We'll cover all of that in depth as well as giving you guys a first look through the tent with uh, the in-depth on how many girls we've got growing in there with you guys before we get into the heavy information side of this video. I hope you enjoy. I'm looking forward to getting this going but first we have our intro and then a little walk through the tent and the garden. Cheers you guys and I'll see you on the other side of this intro.
Hey guys, and welcome back to our uh, second episode of the Protocol Grow series. We just took you through a little walk through the tent. Their girls are looking good. We've got a nice, decent amount of sprouting on the plants that we've had, and then we've had some strains that just have not performed at all for us. The Sour Lemonades and the Northern Lights and Big Bud being the primary um, concern of mine for the actual genetics because none of those strains have actually germinated and created a seed and created a actual seedling for us to see but all of the other strains have had a decent amount of germination the best being the auto lemon drop with five seeds out of the total six that i've dropped um, being successful i have two additional plants growing for uh couple of friends of mine that wanted me to get them germinated and get everything going in the one gallon pots before they took over at about week three week four so there's two plants that you guys saw in there that do have a home other than mine that uh they'll uh, be heading out in the next couple of weeks but with that being said let's go ahead and dive into the more meat and potatoes side of this video the more informative side of this video with the home blend information breakdown, uh, I will be uploading the uh, kind of information that I have and I'll be reading off of today up on this video as well so that you guys can go and read any of the additional information because I won't be able to cover it all. I'll cover as much of it as I can that I was able to research and there will be as well a link to all of the uh, sites that I was able to get this information from on there as well. So we'll have the references as well as the uh, the document that I'm referencing right now available for you guys to go and check out after uh, we get this video uploaded. But first, let's uh, get into this information and see exactly what we have uh, being utilized in our garden. So without further ado, you guys, Let's get into this uh, home blend information breakdown. So first things first, we're going to be covering the two major soils, like the starting mediums that we are utilizing with our grow. And they're both from the folks over at Fox Farms. The first one is going to be the Happy Frog Potting Soil. It's going to be an amended soil with microbes that help improve root efficiency and encourage nutrient uptake. It's mainly composed of earthworm castings, bat guano, and aged forest products. Now, the biggest difference between that one and the Ocean Forest is it's going to have the addition of aged forest products, sphagnum, peat mocks, earthworm castings, bat guano, fish emulsion, and crab meat. So it's got a little bit of the extra um, ocean-based blended into the original Happy Frog soil. However, I use them in combination for my home blend at a 50-50 ratio just because we don't need all of the additional products from the ocean forest we can kind of stretch it out a little bit with the happy frog now earthworm castings this is going to be a key component of our grow and we utilize quite a bit of it when we're making the initial mending of our soil as well as it being in the ocean forest and the happy frog based potting soils and then the top feedings that we provide every two weeks are also getting a feeding of earthworm castings. And you guys will understand why we provide so much of the earthworm castings to these plants because they're a major, major nutrient provider. So 
let's first cover exactly what are the earthworm castings. So they're, they're unlike other manures because they're perfectly designed to promote all kinds of healthy plant growths to their fullest potential. They have one of the highest and most unique enzymes and positive bacterial activity with the positive bacteria from the earthworm's digestive system making its way into the castings that'll help stimulate the healthy growth for the plants, you guys. They're a huge nutrient-rich food um, because when the earth worms, the worms produce the castings, the organic material that's present is throughout making it's an ideal supplement for barren soil. For any soil that doesn't have any nutrients at all, earthworm castings will definitely be a great um, component to help revitalize and re-nutrient, um, like just increasing nutrient availability within that soil, you guys. Many of the nutrients that the plants need to thrive can be found in large quantities within the earthworm castings. Magnesium, calcium, potassium, and phosphorus being key nutrients that uh, they really are in major quantities within the earthworm castings that are available to plants. While most of the other fertilizers and soil supplements can claim that the nutrients are um, available to the roots of the plants, often if the soil is too nutrient-rich or full of the fertilizer, it can burn and damage the plant and the roots. And you see that with some of the plants, and you guys see that with some of our home grow. Um, I did end up nutrient-burning a lot of the high C plants in flower, with a combination of our uh, carbon filter clogging up. The two in combination ended up causing a big issue. We were able to revitalize those plants, but we did lose, I'm thinking, quite a bit of quality off of, uh, off of the flower there, you guys. But with castings, all the healthy nutrients are water-soluble and they're readily available for the plant to absorb. And you don't need to worry about overfeeding earthworm castings to your plants because they'll never burn the roots of your plants or your flowers. The earthworm castings are full of the organic matter and desirable microorganisms that yield benefits far beyond what fertilizers fertilizers ratios show. Oh, that was a mouthful there, you guys. But let's continue on down the line here. So the current benefits found from using earthworm castings are as follows. When added to the soil or the potty mix, the organic matter improves the soil structure. So the actual... Uh, ability for the soil to withhold water and have a better water retention and soil aeration as well as the anchoring ability of other plant nutrients to the soil that would naturally be leached away with some water you guys that's some major components that earthworm castings and um, effects that earthworm castings have that are going to be hugely beneficial for your soils if you are using a more organic mended medium. The organic matter that feeds the micro, the, uh, sorry guys, let's try that one again. The organic matter feeds soil microorganisms that produce, store, and slowly re release the plant's nutrients. The uh, earthworm castings are available and suited for all types of growth. So indoor, outdoor, you can blend it into not just your cannabis, but any other plants and it's going to be massively beneficial for all of those plants you guys the ohio state university department of plant microbiology has actually able to demonstrate that earthworm castings naturally suppress damping off disease in seedlings 
They degrade the protective coating on some of the insect pests that will be attracted to your plants, and they regulate the plant nutrient release and stimulate the natural cycle from soil to plant. It's a huge benefit, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture has actual cited research that has found similar um, outcomes to fertilizers with castings as it increases the plant growth and productivity and inhibits insects and pests and disease. Some vegetables... Okay, again... I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, you guys. Some vegetables respond highly to casting tea with an up to 50% increase in growth and yield. And the casting tea, all that is is when you take the earthworm castings and you utilize water to extract all of the nutritious and microorganism-rich um, compounds and nutrients within the earthworm castings and spray it as either a fall or spray, so on top of your plants leaves for it to be absorbed there or actually directly into your roots and soil so earthworm castings have a huge benefit and a massive amount of information to cover you guys we were just able to cover the bits and pieces some of it i had to read directly off it so i made sure i wouldn't miss the key components and the other of it we we're able to uh, dive in at a little bit more relaxed method but now we're diving into our perlite which is going to be a great way to uh Ensure that your gardens drain well and have great, um, not only water retention, but aeration within the soil as well. It creates a light and fluffy soil for your plants when you do blend it in to your medium. It'll trap air in the soil, ensuring the roots can perform their primary function. And it's a mined volcanic glass that they pop, similar to popcorn, in an oven. And it creates a really expanded, lightweight, growing medium. It keeps the soil light. It provides plants roots with air as well as promoting drainage of the water. Now, I use perlite with vermiculite in a combination to provide a optimal environment because vermiculite is a... Okay, give me a second to get this one. Phyllosilicate mineral that is mined from rocks from um, 1.5 to 3 billion years ago. They were formed 1.5 to 3 billion years ago. The garden variety vermiculite is usually is exfoliated vermiculite. This is treated with extreme heat and pressure to force it to expand. And once it's expanded, the vermiculite becomes more porous, and that creates a great environment for retaining moisture as well as any nutrients that are in the soil as well. Once you add the the vermiculite to the soil, the benefits that you guys are going to end up receiving is finding an improved water holding capacity for the soil and increased aeration, although it's not as well as perlite. It's great for seed starter and cut propagation. It's straight vermiculite can prevent bacterial and fungal problems, dampening of the root rot based disease, you guys. It improves the drainage and lightens the soil in the garden. If you utilize vermiculite and perlite in combination, it can help create a perfect soil environment for your growing methods and needs, you guys. And I'm really utilizing that last technique to it's optimal within my home blend. I believe that uh, the addition of the vermiculite has made a major um, utilization of the nutrients in comparison to what we were originally experiencing with just the perlite and earthworm castings in 444 blend. Once we transition to our full home blend with the use of all these additional nutrients and amendments, that vermiculite, I'm sure, is playing a major factor in just holding and maintaining the nutrients within that soil and within that plant for its available utilization and use 
Now, elf alpha meal. Let's dive into some of the nutrients and the more um, amendable-based content for this video, you guys. Alfalfa meal is generally weed-free and while adding nitrogen and other trace minerals to your soil. It also contains natural fatty acid growth stimulant called triconatol. Triconatol. Triconatol? Triconatol. I think we're going with that. It can be used as a replacement or in conjunction with other elements. With other amendments. Alfalfa meal adds multiple beneficial nutrients to your garden. The trace elements within the meal that the plants tend to thrive on are vitamin A, vitamin B, and E. You've got magnesium, iron, and as well as 16 different amino acids. Natural occurring trichanitol stimulates healthy root and stem development in young plants. The next amendment is going to be our kelp meal. Kelp seaweed is a type of mal... Okay. Kelp seaweed is a type of marine algae. It's often mixed with fish products. This helps promote greater fruit and vegetable yields and overall endurance of the general appearance of your garden. Not endurance. Enhance the overall appearance of your garden. Okay, let's light this up a little bit better. Kelp seaweed has a structure cell that filters seawater through the ocean's rich nutrients. Due to this consistent filtration, kelp plants grow at an exorbitant rate. They can grow as much to three feet a day, you guys. Hey guys, so we're moving on to the dolomite lime. The dolomite lime is going to be a calcium and magnesium carbonate. It has 20% calcium with a 10% magnesium, creating a two to one calcium to magnesium ratio. With used as a slow release fertilizer mixed into the soil to provide the plants nutrition over a few months this helps prevent any overfeeding especially with that two to one ratio playing a factor if you do top feed amend this soil uh supportive structure this ph balancing tool you can risk overfeeding and over fertilizing your plants Dolomite lime has a pH of 7. It helps stabilize even the most acidic of soils. It helps develop the microbial life that is responsible for the soil's humidity, namely humidic acid, and that's right around that 6.5 to 7 pH range, which is also the symbiotic nitrogen fixation process operating at its peak efficiency. So that allows the plants to uptake nitrogen at its peak efficiency. It also represents the maximum availability for the following. Phosphorus, calcium, magnesium, and malabdenol. I cannot pronounce that. I've tried it two or three times. I just can't do it. So, with uh, the pH being within the range of 6.5 to 7, it also results in the decomposition of organic matter and the release of nutrients to happen quicker, improving the physical structure of the soil. This also allows for the increase of the glycose or glucose synthesis, the enhancing of gross and green coloring within the plants, the greater resistance to drought, frost, pest, fungi, as well as an improved supply of micronutrients. The photosynthesis performance is increased by up to 50% in optimal conditions, as well as 
Um, calcium and magnesium are used to improve the light absorption and the production of flowers. So there's huge benefits of this dolomite lime, but it needs to be utilized in a little bit more of a pre-amended, long-releasing type of fertilizer. Now with that, you guys, let's dive into our oyster shell information before we finish things up with our two Gaia Green blends. The oyster shells contain high levels of calcium carbonate at about 96%. When oyster, oysters die in the ocean, their cell creates reef that are habitat species, habitat spaces for dozens of other creatures and species. Holy man, I am struggling with this one today, but we're going to keep on rocking through you guys and get this information out there. So, oysters are then a keystone species because they provide such a high nutrient to the rest of the ocean's culture and habitat space. The oyster shells are ground up into a fine powder. It becomes a high quality soil additive due to the calcium and micronutrient content. Adding this to the soil will provide long lasting release of nutrients and a long lasting release of nutrients resulting in a regulated pH level, as well as increasing the intake of the level of fertilizer to your plants. So oyster shells are working kind of in conjunction to the dolomite lime to help balance out the pH and provide optimal level of nutrients to your plants. Now, the Guy Green 444 All Purpose and the Guy Green 284 all, um, Power Bloom, not All Bloom, Power Bloom, we're just going to list off all of the components that consist in each of these products and if you guys do have an interest in more information a little bit more in-depth coverage like we did with the the one today definitely let me know when we can do that so let's quickly fire off what Gaia Green 444 all-purpose consists of it's got feather meal alfalfa meal bone meal insect frass kelp meal blood meal glacial rock dust natural rock phosphate basalt rock dust oyster shell flour fish bone meal mineralized phosphate, phosphate sulfuric, humic acid, gypsum, and green sand. We have covered quite a few of these as well. Um, the 444 is utilized for the more vegetative state, and it's kind of the all-purpose blend. You can use it during flower. It's not going to be the most accurate or um, nutrient uh, available amendment on the market for you during flower but it does allow you to have something that you can use from start to finish and it'll it'll grow the plants to what you need it to do now there's definitely ways to improve and uh, kind of hit the finer points that your plants are looking for in the flower stage and when you're looking to do that the guy green 284 flower bloom is the one to look at it consists primarily of bone meal mineralized phosphate fish bone meal rock phosphate mined potassium sulfate glacial rock dust insect frass feather meal basalt rock dust kelp meal humeric acid gypsum and green sand blood meal or green sand and blood meal it's a little bit lighter load on your plants but it's a little bit heavier focused to provide a richer better soil for the flowering based plants they're looking for a little bit higher nutrients in some categories and lower in others than you are when you're in the vegetative side of things 
You guys, I've been talking for quite a bit, and uh, without the ability to slow things down and smoke in between, my tongue is just about talked out. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I'm really, really excited to see how the girls are doing. We've got nine right now that are popped up and sprouting. You guys will get a list of all the strains and how they are doing right now, as well as earlier in the video. But for the time being, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. We will see you guys next week. We're going to have kind of back-to-back -back protocol grows. I'm going to be diving into why we sugar water and what exactly it does to the soil. It'll be a little bit of a shorter addition to this because it's um, the same information for the maple syrup as it is for the molasses because the benefits are going to be the same. The biggest reason why I'm doing this grow is to see if the comparison is similar or if there's going to be a big difference, you guys. With that being said, I'm really excited and really looking forward to getting into it. Keep your eyes open. Next Wednesday, we'll have that uploaded for you. That'll be uh, sugar watering and why we do it. And then after that, our fourth episode, we'll be talking a little bit more about low and high stress training and going into some more in-depth information on that because it'll be right around the time that the plants are ready to start experiencing that and start going through some of that training as well as being able to pull out all of the pots with the plants that didn't end up germinating. And then with that, we'll be able to start utilizing our photo based plants in there with some three gallons and you'll see a little bit more growth overall within uh, this protocol grow and that'll also give me the ability to utilize different plants that aren't necessarily involved in this to showcase some of the techniques and some of the uh, some of the approaches that I have to the way that I grow my cannabis but with that being said you guys we're gonna go ahead we're gonna wrap this video up I hope you enjoyed it was a longer one a lot of talking and I had a good time but with that being said, up in the corner is going to be my logo. Hover over that, click that bell notification after you subscribe so that you get notified anytime one of these videos go live. And don't forget, down below, one's going to be the most recommended for you. The other one's going to be the most recently uploaded. Please click on either of those and anything else I have to offer. But for the time being, you guys, cheers, y'all. I'll see you in the next one.